Hi, welcome to the Mohua Show. My name is Mohua Chinappa and I am an author, entrepreneur and ex-housewife. This podcast is about everything from business to technology to arts to lifestyle but done and spoken imandari se. Hi, in today's episode we have with us Trevor Hooten who likes to be called as treasure and prefers no titles. He's a certified cuddle therapist with Cuddle Professionals International based in Bristol, UK. He is the founder of Embrace Connections through which he aims to help people connect better, lead a better life. He's very passionate about connection, learning and play and believes that relationships and communications are very important and it's worth investing your time and energy on improving them. to improve the quality of your life. So I completely agree with you Trevor. Welcome in today's episode but just to begin with do you think that you know the modern way of life and especially the pandemic has made people more lonelier than before and you know the importance of human connections is coming to the fore more from you know than earlier. What are your opinions about this? Yeah, I I agree completely. Um and uh and I think that uh, everybody listening to your show can relate as well. Um it's been a it's been a long tough couple of years and and a long tough life really for for some um with uh it feels like society is is pushing us apart towards individualism towards uh reliance on technology instead of uh instead of human connection so um there are bright spots of of beautiful connection that that people can have and can enjoy uh some people have access to to lots of these and uh and enjoy them very much and others have less access um and it's very detrimental to their to their quality of life uh and i think it's something that we all need to strive towards uh, improving within our own lives and and reaching out towards other people and helping them have it in theirs so trevor you know what i have to i'm very tempted to ask this question because um was it something that was personal in your life that made you choose uh, something so unique i mean you know most people are pursuing uh, professions that are that are different you know and uh, day by day i'm beginning to um, understand you know with life experiences that human connections are the only thing that really uh, keeps our emotional health completely healthy you know Uh so what prompted you to get into a space like this? It's a great question. Um I have uh my one of my greatest passions is is human connection, uh, especially through movement and uh touch based practices. So I'm a uh, one of my favorite hobbies and and passions is partner dance. Um I go I used to go a lot more and and since the pandemic maybe a little less, but uh I used to go all the time to dance weekends and workshops and I had a beautiful community of friends uh with whom I would uh and this is a partner dance so it's social dancing and it's um it's a way to connect very very nicely with with lots of different people in in a very intimate but uh and and soulful way <sighs> and i had some moments of just i i feel like i fell in love on the dance floor even just for the duration of a song um maybe without even knowing the other person's name yet Uh, and not really knowing anything about them so i think it's so powerful to be able to connect with people through touch uh i was working in a corporate job uh, up until the end of last year um but it wasn't really how i wanted to make my mark on the world it's not the impact i wanted to have and it, and i realized i recognized that i have quite a lot of ability and skill in these movement practices in holding space for people and making them feel comfortable and explaining the the concepts behind it. So I thought, 
this is uh, this is very important. It's something I can do well. It's something I love. Let's give it a try. So what happens, Trevor, when, you know, if you have a relationship, I mean, does uh, boundaries, how do you draw the boundaries with people? Because lonely people would seek so much more if they feel comfortable with you. Where do you draw the boundary? Uh, it's not so hard to be clear with uh, with boundaries with people. Um, I'm very communicative about uh, my boundaries and, and my expectations within sessions, but, but also just in my life in general. So I'm already very comfortable with having these conversations. Um, for example, personally, I, I have these dance connections, which are non-sexual, um, but they are very physically intimate. Um, and I, I do lots of other things with, with lots of other people where, uh, where we're physically close, but there's no, there's, there is no confusion about um, where the boundary lies. And then in this environment, it's a professional environment, and we begin every session with uh, a very clear rundown of the rules and expectations and how we communicate and, and how we um, express our desires and boundaries. So uh, it's all on the table. It's all up front. And, uh, and as a result, um, even if there is, even if something sort of emerges in the session, there's a feeling or a sensation or a physical reaction, which are all natural human responses. We're just organic beings. Um, uh, we know how to deal with it and we can handle it in a, in a way that still feels comfortable and, and not too awkward. So please narrate with us, you know, because we are in India and uh, I mean, you know, this is so much more, we are still striving uh, to talk more openly about sexuality and talk about feelings, human touch. Of course, the conversation has begun, you know, in India and, uh, you know, we are not too far away when uh, professions like this would be, you know, people would talk openly about it. But you said that when you are with someone and there can be a situation, how do you deal with the situation like that? Yeah, I would say that also in, in the UK where, where I'm based, the conversation is still starting. It's, it's still developing uh, and it's not a universal uh, acceptance of not everybody is as, as free and open and comfortable and confident as I am talking about these things, um, which is a part of what I want to bring as well. I want to help people learn to have these conversations more. And feel more comfortable with them. Um, what uh, what I have found and what, what other people find is that actually having the conversation is less uncomfortable than not having a conversation and leaving it unspoken and leaving the leaving these uh, uh, uncertainties up in the air. So the the very first thing that that we have to do that that I do is to recognize the situation, just be upfront about it, just observe. Look, I'm feeling this, or look. Uh, are you feeling this? Or I noticed this about the situation. Confirm that you're, is actually happening. There is actually something there. And then just being clear about um, what should happen next. So sometimes you, don't even, sometimes you don't even need to bring it up. You can just sort of take a quick break or make an adjustment. And you don't even need to um, do anything very explicitly. But other times it might be worth um, just recognizing it and deciding to put it aside and, and moving on. So it's really interesting, uh, Trevor, because you know what, when we've all along been, um, you know, we've been taught about love and we've been we've been taught about one partner, one human being. And um, so any sort of physical intimacy, whether it is dance or, and cuddling, of course, you know, as a therapy is, um, it can get very, very sticky with a partner who is, uh, you know, maybe possessive about you. Have you ever 
been in a situation like this where we need where you needed to explain that this was your job and you know that it wasn't something that um where you would cross the boundaries or are you a person who believes that uh, it should go beyond you know the confines of one person um you know and the other person falling in love with each other as a couple and um, one does not trespass that if you know what i'm trying to say yeah i think there's a lot to unpack in that in that question um a lot to unpack really um so first of all i think that there are many different kinds of love and not just i believe but um historically uh, and, and also just i mean culturally you can see that the love that a parent feels for their child and that friends feel for each other and that um and that lovers feel for each other um, in the in the throes of passion versus you know an, an old married couple feels for each other after being together for many years. We 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 use love in all these contexts, but but they're kind of like they're kind of different. Um, and so uh, I think it is clear that that two people can can feel affection for one another, and can and we we have dancing, we have um, sports. Um, we have just uh, gentle affection that, that friends can have for one another. All of these activities exist already. Um, I think it's it's very easy to make associations, but it's it's also just as easy to to change the narrative and make different associations and accept them um, on their own merit um, in a way that's that's not tied to some very specific views about relationships and uh, and, int- and physical intimacy. Um, I think, I think, I mean, so to answer your question specifically, I, I hold, I, I would say, fairly liberal views about about love and intimacy, um, especially con- compared to to the conservative narrative that that you're talking about. Um, um, but I think, yeah, I think generally views are changing, and and I and I also think that uh, uh, many people would would uh, be happy to to open up their their views a little bit because they could benefit a lot from from releasing themselves from the expectations of of those very conservative views. Oh, I completely agree with you, Trevor, you know, because I'm myself of a very liberal, I would like to believe the more I'm growing older, I'm beginning to realize that, you know, being conservative only stops you from experiencing the world in its um, multiple splendor. And uh, but it's a it's a very long journey. It isn't easy, you know. Um, and it, it's 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 a reconciliation with your own self as a human being. How did your family react, Trevor, when you told them that you were planning to do? Um, you know, did you have any situation where you needed to explain to your parents about the work that you're going to do? I've spoken to my parents about it. Um, they're excited that I'm um, starting my own business and um, I'm delivering a service which uh, is very aligned with my passion um i think initially um my, my father especially was the most skeptical about whether it was a financially viable decision um so he, you know he wanted to see more evidence that that this could be a, a real career um and i think i've shown that it's possible to to do this work uh, and also I, I have some some growth plans and ideas that uh that he's pretty excited about seeing so um so he's on board he's very proud of me now um, I, I also want to add that uh, I do cuddle therapy, but I also do other um, work that's in the similar space of helping people learn to uh, connect and relate and communicate. Um, and it's all using movement and touch-based practices. Um, so I, I have this uh, thing which I call connections coaching, uh, which helps people work through their insecurities or their blockages uh, or their expectations about 
specific relationships. And we're talking romantic relationships, friendships, families, co- colleagues, coworkers. Um, you know, all the issues that you have with with the people in your life, um, they're rooted in something in you and, and your, the story that you're telling yourself. And what I found is that um, you can work through these very effectively in a, in a partnered movement environment because when you're confronted with another person's body and, and their expectations and, and the way they move and the way they react, then your, your issue is, is front and center. You can't run away from it. And so it's very easy to work on. So that's, uh, so it's a broader picture, I would say. And uh, I can offer that to individuals, couples. I can offer that to uh, teams in, in businesses. I can do workshops. So there's, there's quite a, a broad range of the, the sorts of things that I'm doing. And uh, yeah, I think my family's really excited to see uh, all the things that I can do to help change the world. How amazing is that? But now I just have one more question, Trevor. So do you think looks matter uh, being in the work of, uh, you know, the, the embrace and the cuddling therapy that you talk about, which I sincerely believe that without human touch, you know, one, um, one is not healthy. But do you think looks, being fit, all these things are parameters subconsciously in, um, you know, a client's mind when they come to you? Yes, I do. Um, I, you know, it would be nice for it not to be the case. Um, but uh, I think the reality is that it does matter. It also matters when you're just buying a cupcake from a bakery. Um, you know, if the, if you're attracted to the, the seller, you're going to buy more and be more interested to go into the shop at all. Um, I think uh, in this industry, uh, it, it matters perhaps even more. Um, and it, yeah. So the short answer is yes, um, which is a bit unfortunate, but uh, it's the way of the world. <laughs> Wonderful, Trevor. So that was my, you know, that was the list of questions that I could think of. And I I mean, I can't even wait for you to come into India and start a beautiful workshop like this, because I think with the pandemic, so many of the divorce rates have gone up and a lot of people found themselves alone, you know, confined within their own spaces. And I think also with, you know, with so much of social media all around us, we've all become great friends with our phones and you know, it's so difficult for us to really go out there and make friends. Of course, I come from a very different era where we had no mobile phones and, you know, we met friends and we played and, you know, physical touch was uh, and physically meeting friends was way more enriching than just being on the phone. But we are all victims of, uh, you know, of technology, of growth, of progress and, you um, we're also victims and we're also benefiting. So, you know, keep up the good work, Trevor. And I just, before I end, you know, I'd really like to quote, um, there's this wonderful quote by Bobby Fisher that says, nothing eases suffering like human touch. And I'm such a believer of this that when I'm really weary and tired and my mother puts her hand on my head or I meet my son and I give him that hug that I received from him, which is, you know, which makes me feel so light in my being. So I think what you're doing is phenomenal. And uh, I know I wish you lots and lots of luck. And I hope there are many more people who will follow your footsteps. Because I think we also live in a world where they, where they need to see financial stability. And if with your work you can prove that and you said you already are, I think a lot of people will follow your footsteps. And we can't wait to have you in India, Trevor. And uh, good luck. And thank you for being on today's podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for your kind words. 
to you our dearest listeners you can find us on your favorite streaming services spotify amazon music apple podcast and of course on all other major streaming services with loads of love we are the mohua show where we talk imandari se